0: All right, I came across this trailer cruising through YouTube one midnight eve, and I came across this movie called The Ice Road. And yeah, it has Liam Neeson. But then for about a minute, I didn't think it was going to be like any other Liam Neeson movie. Because the next thing that happened was Lawrence Fishburne showed up, and he was like, there's a cave-in. we got a mount a rescue mission. I go, holy shit, we're finally getting a disaster movie with Liam Neeson, and it's not an action movie. And they need to use the ice road, and he's a trucker, and they're going to take it out, and they're going to find these guys in the mine, and it's going to be like the feel-good movie of the year. One minute, 17 seconds into the movie, oh no, somebody sabotaged the trucks. We're in a Liam Neeson action movie. No difference, no changes. What can you say? Anyway, welcome bingers to another binge watchers. After the theme song, get ready for some headlines. Let's do it to it. I got this little magic button that automatically plays the theme song. Technology.
1: Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast.
0: Okay, bingers, here's your home video headlines for this evening. The Flaming Hot Cheetos true movie story is in hot water today, and the screenwriter feels to burn as well. Now, of course, it's one of David's favorite screenwriters because it's the writer from October Sky, which is another true story movie. But apparently, this janitor who worked for Frito-Lay said, yeah, I'm the dude that came up with the Flaming Hot Cheetos. And then Variety does like this expose. They start talking to Frito-Lay executives. They're like, nah, dude didn't invent. Flaming Hot Cheetos. I was at a marketing meeting like years ago, company-wide. He's not the dude. October Skyrider goes, well, enough of it's true to still make the movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's Hollywood, right?
0: Yeah, pretty much. And the director of The Witch and the Lighthouse is back with Vikings, Gore, and Bjork. And according to IndieWire, it's called The Northman. This... Highly anticipated. I can't wait to see this movie. And I'm thinking this is why. Everybody makes enemies in life or has friends that they just don't care about anymore. And wouldn't you like to take a bloody bad axe to the situation? You can't do it in modern living, but you can do it on the big screen. Looking forward to the North, man.
1: Uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. Nice. Anything with Bjork?
2: Well, anything from Dave Eggers at this point. director.
0: (laughs) Then I came across that they're selling Ghoulies videotapes, you know, the original Ghoulies movie, for 150 mm-hmm. bucks. I was like, "Damn!"
2: Yeah, dude, you should see what uh, some prices for the original Halloween go for. Like the original first, first, first printing goes for insane prices, like twelve thousand. Is that bucks. the box like, that
0: is that the box that advertised the shape? This Halloween with the shape.
2: That Maybe. I don't remember, but I know like the mm-hmm. very first pressing goes for like twelve, like went for twelve thousand one time or something like that. It's crazy. Hmm.
0: Keeping it in the horror movie genre, Kevin Bacon still expresses his love for returning to tremors in some shape or capacity. Hmm. Dave and I read this story, like, at the same time. It's really funny. There was, like, a, a article circulating about this one.
2: Yeah, I was kind of shocked with all the direct-to-video sequels they made. Like, you have the big star of the first one saying, hey, let's make a legit, like, a good one with a budget.
0: And they're like, nah.
2: <laughs>
3: Like, <laughs> well, they, they,
0: tried to, they tried to redo the sci-fi show with him in it there's a pilot an unreleased pilot that was circulating for a little while
2: right but yeah i guess that got uh canceled and like even went to jason bloom who like does you know all the like stuff on low budgets like they couldn't have figured out like it's a, a reasonable budget to put kevin bacon in a tremors movie come on
0: do it i don't know but they seem to have finally figured out the highlander series because now it's switching hands again, and supposedly the guys that developed John Wick are going to take on the beast of a Highlander. There can be only one. Apparently it's going to be Henry Cavill, Cavill, whatever the hell that dude's name is, who played The Witcher on Netflix recently. And we all know him, who's the most recent Man of Steel. He might become the Highlander.
2: Sure. Why I mean, you know, there's only been one good Highlander movie. I guess that's what they mean by there can be only one. But i am I watch it. Wow. I don't know.
0: I think there's been at least two, but we don't have time to talk about that tonight. We'll talk about it on another night. (laughs) (laughs) And next,
3: we find The Arriving.
0: Yeah. So they, of course, released Army of Dead on Netflix. It's a Zack Snyder movie. It's another zombie movie. He's done at least one other one. Um, In fact, he's probably well known for doing the remake of Dawn of the Dead. And next, he's probably known for his recut of a movie he started, couldn't finish, and then finally got his little Batman movie. What is it? Justice League or whatever put together. Um, so we're going to rate it. Our rating scale obviously is binge now, binge later, or binge never, which means you got to rush out and get it. Watch it. If if you get around to it or don't bother with this, you're going to wish you could have the two hours of your life back. So you guys know the, you guys know the roll call. Let's see what everybody thinks.
2: Uh, I'm going to say binge later. Um, there's good stuff in there, but don't rush to it right away. Although most everybody seems to,
1: (laughs) Adam. Oh my gosh. Binge never. Uh, just binge never, please. Save yourself from another Snyder non like a mixture of, of good and nonsensical things happening. So that's my rating.
0: They gave you think, guys John? no de- they gave you guys no details at all. The movie's called oh. Army of Dead. There's there's literally an <laughs> Army of the Dead because There's a super zombie that gets out. He kills a soldier. The soldier kills him, takes over all the zombies in Las Vegas. People are trying to escape. The other army is just a little special ops team that go there to pull off a a bank heist, if you will. Um, It's a binge later for me as well. My point of contention is there's a comedian who had a scandal last year and they literally erased him from the movie by painting over him and dropping in another comedian. The lines are clearly written for the original comedian. And the second comedian couldn't give a shit to deliver it correctly. And I know it's I, maybe one of Dave's... Fi- I know it's one of your finer points, Dave. I know it's one of your finer points. If you know
2: Tig Notaro, though, you know that she actually gave something to that. Like, that is not her personality. Like, she's never not been Tig Notaro nah, except for according this movie. To me,
0: no, no. <laughs> this seems exactly like her personality to me. And she drops nah. a lot of lines. And also, it looks like early 90s rotoscoping in some of the scenes. Like, we're talking lawnmower man effects. Like, it li- literally looks like You can tell when she's cropped in in some of the scenes. So
1: Parts of the heads are disappearing. Everything's in shallow depth of field so they can just drop in a blurry background behind people against a green screen.
0: It's actually in the dialogue, too. Like, he refers to the other person, and clearly he's not referring to the same helicopter pilot. It's like, actually, in the first scene that introduces her, I think he calls her Bud. Which, whatever, maybe she gender identifies as Bud. But in my (laughs) imagination, I think... (laughs) I think he's talking to the other actor. So. Well, he
2: technically character? is, but Bud is just a term. Like we're binge buddies. I mean, that's literally yeah. the name of our group. Up, so I, that's not a far yeah. fetch, you know. Um, I don't know. Like yeah. I, maybe it's because I like. I mean, honestly, in the com- comedy world before this movie came out and any controversy, I'm sorry, I've never liked that other comedian, and I do like Tig Notaro. So maybe I'm just bringing that to it. Um, like yeah, Long before.
0: You're bringing a lot of that energy to it, Dave. You're, you're, putting, you're putting it
1: in. All right. uh, yeah, well, buds bloom into beautiful flowers, so let's keep that in mind. <laughs> it was trash. There's nonsensical things that happen throughout the the film. Uh, there's some good uh, scenes at the beginning, but let's ignore those real quick well, and okay. go right to what
0: I said. It. I was getting, why i said it was a binge later you heard the negative things the positive things are this there's literally a scene that's pretty reflexive and not not many filmmakers can pull off reflexivity in their movies a character identifies that they're in i mean the, online they're calling it a time loop but it's it, that's not what it is it's like a character within a movie recognizing that it's a movie and that a character is trapped in a stage play for some other people like us the viewers like, it's almost like him realizing that they're getting killed in a movie and they're going to die over and over again as many times as the people play the movie. So that's why it's a binge later and not totally off the uh, the radar charts for me. And I would say you know binge never. Um, we're going to go to some messages unless Dave has more to say about Tig.
2: No, no I'm good on Tig.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. So we'll be right back after these messages. So let's see what's going on. What is going on? To keep this podcast alive, we have sponsors and affiliates. They got special offers for you. Let's see what's going on this week. Okay, we have Acorn TV. Well, TV has been a saving grace for many of us. I'm sure by now you feel like you're caught up on every single show imaginable. But if you're tired of scrolling through the same movies and shows that you missed, guess what? There's weekly excitement happening over on Acorn TV. That's the best award-winning mysteries, dramas, and comedies, and so much more from Britain New Zealand, Ireland, all around the UK. Take a look at Acorn TV by going to acorn.tv and use our promo code binge watchers. Guess what? It's case sensitive. It's all lowercase. But if you actually, uh, if you manage to type it incorrectly, you'll get 30 days for free. You can check out Midsummer Murders, which is about homicide, blackmail, greed, betrayal, all the great stuff that you've been binging on. The other things like Netflix. Guess what? These are only available on Acorn, so try it out. Also Murdoch Mysteries, which kind of includes a bunch of crazy cameos like let's see they have uh famous characters from history like H.G. Wells pops up Jack London as they solve crimes in turn of the century Toronto check that out a little more fantastic but still worth a view 30 days free acorn.tv punch in the lowercase code binge watchers at checkout get yourself actually i think it says gift to redeem but anyway try that out 30 days free what else is going on we have a new partnership With, of all things, Amazon Music. They recognize us as an influencer. That feels good. You want to try them out 90 days free. And you can enjoy Adam's favorite album by Stan Bush, which includes Dare and The Touch. Try those out. You can listen for free. Go to amazonmusic.com slash binge watchers. Try it out. You get 90 days free of Amazon Music Unlimited. We have a new partnership as well with Voodoo. You can watch the latest movies and TV shows anywhere, anytime, no subscription needed. You can get movies on Vudu weeks before the DVD and months before the subscription services catch up to the titles. They got new titles added every week. The newest releases are instantly available, up to 4K UHD quality, over 150,000 movies. They also put together these collections that I like. Like They have the Iconic Villain Sale, Certified Fresh titles. Every month they have a $5.99. High definition sale. It also have a mix and match where you can get three movies for $14.99. There's actually a zombie movie sale going on, probably to tie in with Army of the Dead on Netflix, as it happens. And if you want to start your account with Voodoo, you can actually get 30% off your first rental or purchase if you don't have currently a Voodoo account. Voodoo is actually one of my favorite streamers. Um, I recommend trying it out. That's basically I don't buy any DVDs anymore. I buy stuff on Voodoo. Um, Dave's a big deal. He's got a Voodoo account. If Dave endorses it, it's probably pretty good. You want to try that out? We have a link in our description. And keep in mind the podcast is supported by sponsors and affiliates. And no back to the podcast, already in progress with tonight's feature presentation, which is uh, a movie. I <laughs> hope so. Yeah. Uh, tonight's movie is a big fan. I'm hearing some feedback. I don't know where it's coming from. I can hear myself. Uh, turn your monitors down, guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, Big Fan. To you at home, turn your headphones up, actually, so you can hear us even at a higher decibel. Um, what is Big Fan about? An obsessive sports fan gets his ass kicked by his favorite player, and he suffers a breakdown. And then the sports fan is, uh, played by Pat Oswalt. His character spends all his time calling into late-night sports radio shows in the middle of the night. If the dude was real, he'd probably have a podcast. His best friend is played by indie darling Kevin Corrigan, and uh, I'm sure Dave's going to tell us more about this uh, this movie. He's going to bring the trivia and some information about the filmmakers. What do you got for us, Dave? All right,
2: so uh, this is actually the writer-director Robert Siegel's directorial debut uh, the year before he got acclaimed because he wrote uh, the script for The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Um, and, but even before that, he was a head uh, writer and editor for the onion. So, you know, that's, I didn't know that until today wow. or recently. Um, so here's a funny thing. Now the two uh, Patton Oswald and his buddy in the movie, Kevin Corrigan, uh, who are great actors are normally good at improvisation, could not improvise any scenes that had to do with sports talk. Neither one of them knew anything about sports. And the director kind of found that out very quickly after them, telling them to improvise a scene so like no any scenes that were to deal with uh, sports talk were not improvised because they cannot pull it off um I you know pat oswald reflecting on the character decided to not play him like a loser like especially the scenes when he's calling into sports uh to the sports talk radio show he wanted to convey that enthusiasm rather than play him like such a sad sack um and, you know, he kind of transformed his passion for comic books into playing this role of somebody who loves sports because, again, he didn't care for sports. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you guys know, the actress that played uh, the sister-in-law uh, in the movie was actually a uh, strip a stripper, and a, uh, she managed a strip club called Headquarters in Manhattan where the strip the scenes in the strip club actually took place. So that was a real strip club, and the, the actress who plays the sister-in-law managed it. Found that out. <laughs> Um, now the uh, the actress that also plays the mother is uh, actually a veteran actress named Marcia Jean Kurtz uh, but she interesting note for her is she played uh, a bank teller in both the movie Dog Day Afternoon and Inside Man with the same character name of Miriam so it's kind of interesting if you know those movies that have to deal with bank
0: robberies hmm. alright let's go to our favorite bits from Big Fan Dave you're back up so. <laughs> so yeah
1: all right
2: yeah we don't have a nick this week um you know any interaction between uh well actually interaction between him and his friend or him and his mom but like the uh the packet scene or the duck sauce scene kind of kills me as well as the uh the scene where him and his he really blows up at his mother and like i'm happy with my life you know um which i truly think like i think his character really wanted to be alone and was going to be happiest that way and there was a time in my life I felt like that. Hell, I still feel like that some days. I want to just be a hermit. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, the scenes between him and his mother really struck me. You know, as I told you, John, the other day, like I remember when this movie came out, um, I really I wasn't exactly as bad as him. I had a girlfriend. I wasn't a virgin and all that. But um I don't know, man, I was at the lowest point in my life when this movie came out. So I really responded to certain things like living at home with your mother and uh, having a crap job and getting crapped on by, you know, your customers and that kind of thing. So I don't know. This movie struck a chord with me, even though I know nothing about sports myself either. (laughs) But um, yeah, I
1: don't know. Adam? Uh, I mean, everyone's got their inner baby man. Uh, <laughs> a, a way to associate uh, with the right. main character, the dead end job, you know, being stuck in a booth. Um, uh, the scenes I really in, enjoy in this movie, uh, as you said, are the mom scenes. It's uh, I think uh, the probably the most impactful scene is when he's he's in the in the mix of it. He's trying. He's finally going to like come clean. He's going to tell a story and then he's got egg on his face because his mom picks up the phone it's a running gag throughout. Every time <laughs> he's on the phone with the mom screaming through the the door, like "Hey, keep it down in there!" And then he and then he's got to whisper for a second and kind of move away and crouch from his mom being able to hear. And then when she's on the phone, and then he's just he's just an embarrassment at that point. And that that's the thing that kind of pushes pushes him right. towards the you know the movie's climax. And, and uh, so I really enjoyed uh, that aspect of it. Um, interactions with his friends the the actual. Event though, when he's a fan of the guy, I have to say, maybe one of you can explain it to me why was the guy so mad because he was from the wrong neck of the woods, or like why did he get so mad?
2: No, because he, thought they he, caught him because doing- he followed him from Staten Island, so that's the whole thing. If Staten Island and in Manhattan are like a half hour or whatever, like distance away, so it felt like he was a stalker, yeah, that's there, why are he beat him up. There,
0: there are two components. He thought he was one. A fan that's so obsessed, he, as Dave said, is a stalker. And two, he's not sure how much of the drug deal they saw. right. They stopped yeah, at a house too. to pick up drugs from their friend or their associate to get high.
1: Oh, okay,
0: then go okay. to the club. So there was business exchanged, CD and savory business that a professional you know football player shouldn't be involved with, but he's there, you know right so and he, he's worried that they're really just narcs,
1: you know not fans oh my gosh so. oh my gosh oh oh is that is that the implication okay yeah, yeah. I, that just didn't that wasn't clear to me i had interruptions uh right around that time in the film uh that changes a little bit of it for me what do you think john what would what, you what, what was your favorite scenes uh i don't have any whoa wow not even Definitely. him pat and oswald <laughs> getting his little booty whipped
0: no, um,
1: not, not root beer. The,
0: my favorite scene is the tailgating party where they they're acting like they're going to enter the stadium and, and watch the big game. And they remain in the yeah. parking lot and cook yeah. their little hot dogs and watch the game on a television set that they drag all the way from home. Yeah, so.
1: that that was super funny. They're all, there's all the slow-mo shots of them hanging out with people playing right. football in the parking lot. <laughs> and yeah. then they're and tailgating. That's it's so funny. Like, what's
3: what's this funny is comp- the
1: was, yeah.
0: Well the friendship is borderline obsessive too. Like the best friend is like obsessed with him. Like, are you calling in tonight? You know, are you gonna make a phone call? Are you gonna challenge this other this other fan, you know?
2: Well, um, I mean, it's cause those those that's the only thing these two guys really have. Like, we don't clearly see his friend's personal life, but like I have to imagine it's similar because like they have nothing to live for except for Sunday, you know what I mean, or football. So like that's what they bond over. I mean, that's I mean, you know, like the funny thing is is there's people like this in the film community too like there's a documentary about these people in new york that like they have to hit up like three or four special screenings a day in manhattan so like you just transform this to anything there are these relationships or these these obsessives within any kind of interest
0: well i might have said it at the top of the episode but he would definitely be podcasting
2: right yeah he he definitely would
0: well like he he's so
2: be writing it all out yeah well it's so funny because pat i mean i didn't add this into the facts but pat nozzled was saying like he like how this guy this is poetry to him although like to us like it's stupid but like he's he really has to like think out his words because he doesn't he can't let it escape or like you know he can't let a thought go away like that's how obsessed he is with this or he has to like say his words perfectly on the air rather than
1: wing it um he works out you the know. intonations and, and it's all. I, I, I just couldn't help but be to think about like Eminem writing out all his rap lyrics <laughs> on the bus, you know, uh, <laughs> in a weird that, way, uh, in his mind, that's
2: probably what he's thinking, though.
1: You know? Yeah. Um, you, uh, question for both of you guys. Um, do you think his brother wins the lawsuit for him? See that? I don't no, I know. Man. Was, see That I was always was, shady to me.
0: I thought it was well, clear I mean, that I mean, the lawsuit was gonna be dropped.
1: Yeah, you can't I don't, go I don't, see I see I don't know that because I had the question and it's still lingering and I, I really want an answer to it. Is uh can someone else like sue someone on your behalf and how hard is it for you not to be their client? Like I, they could just sue my wife they could had rope to you into too. it further and further, and that and then and the, the lore of the amount of money will just bring you in. I don't know Um, what's interesting. I mean,
3: maybe
0: it's because it's an indie film. What they left out was the NFL's response to a situation like this. They would have offered him a settlement right away as part of suspending the player and the player would have had a press conference apologizing to him. So it's like they left out a natural order of public relations. It would have been front page news, you know, so.
1: Well, what year did this uh, film come out? like 2009 2010 see it seems like yeah they would have already have an established thing but i just feel like i don't know it seems like in recent times there's been more scandals like this within the last 10 years the scandal uptick is like they used to just well, keep stuff hush hush and, and it wouldn't even make the news well now that's and part of the actual right, game, and
2: it's called cell phones and cameras
0: <laughs> well i was gonna say now that's that's just actually part of the game now The drama is is part of the Yeah, right. So So it's like turning into
3: wrestling, I guess. So for
0: for fan service this week, actually, of all things, we had a VP of podcast partnerships from another company tune in and say that he really liked the nicknames. I mean, he said a lot of things, a lot of good things, a lot of great things. But then (laughs) I bring it up because this might be the first time a listener has specifically mentioned our nicknames on the show.
3: But like, right. oh yeah, it's
0: Johnny Spoiler, and then there's Double A, it's great, there's Dangerous, that guy Dangerous, and then that other guy, Nikki. and I was like, I was like wow, okay. Nick. Like, Wait, I'm sorry, who?
1: Nicky? Who's that?
0: Oh yeah, he's really late, he's not here tonight, that's how late he oh, is. God.
1: That's how that's
2: late he is, he'll be back that's how he'll lady be is. next week for this one.
0: I don't know. Or did we arrive at the time of the year where he's just going to zip out <laughs> like it happens every year? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, like he,
3: peri- he,
0: per- yeah, he periodically just disappears. Who
3: knows?
1: Will you appeal appear by a uh, voicemail or anything?
0: Oh, uh, gee, we'll see. Um, which brings us to we've arrived at Staff Picks. If you need something to watch this week, we're going to give you some recommendations. Let's go to my man, Dangerous Dave, as always. What do you got? Um,
2: so I actually leaned on an old classic. I like watched almost the entire series this weekend. Um, The Critic. I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but not as a staff pick. Um, the cartoon from the '90s with uh, John Lovitz as a film critic. I don't know. I, I seem to like do a series rewatch of this every I don't know five to seven years, and I, <laughs> I love it every time. The parodies in there. Um, there's actually a joke that goes over that went over my head as a kid. So he's at the video store with his son, and he says All right, and the son asks, like, what are we going to rent? And that's Father Jay Sherman says, let's rent Berlin Alexander Plants, the 13 hour cut. And his son goes, again? It's just, it's a joke that only a certain audience is going to get. And I didn't get it when I was younger, but now it's just, that kills me. Um, But the whole series is funny, especially if you want to watch, like, a lot of movie spoofs in cartoon form. Uh, Yeah, it's actually all on Crackle, which kind of sucks because they have really terrible (laughs) commercial breaks, unlike others, but
0: Shows you it's how there. well you're pay. Shows you how well you're paying attention to our social media or my Instagram stories. I used the critic as a social <laughs> post to talk about our presence in the global index of podcasting. I go, here's one de- one way to describe it, or he uh, could describe it this way, et cetera. Et cetera. And it was it a cartoon stinks. picture of him, you know, sitting in his little review chair. You know, how he sits in a film chair with the yeah. spotlight on the stage. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. I, every time I see the critic, I think of John. I of just, me. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying it stinks?
0: Well, there's probably no, some no, backstory
1: no. here. I, I, no, I just... All right, the general it, like, public forever. doesn't
0: know, doesn't understand what you mean, so you're going to have to explain it to the audience now.
1: What? I mean, the critic. Every time I watch the critic, I think of John. <laughs> what what, what so, is there okay. What is there to explain so, here? I just... okay. So, so, like, so, like, so If I were to draw right. you as a cartoon, it would. So the, the, the Simpsons, critic would be who I
0: would Simpsons, draw, okay? All right. <laughs> John, John Lovitz played a movie critic on The Simpsons, and he would introduce the fake, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger characters movies he has a different name on the simpsons what is his name wolf no that was a wolf uh, well, or something? i don't
2: think there was a different one he did he did show up as that character on the simpsons they had a crossover with the critic at some point yeah but I don't so think, well, so but it so is then, from anyway, simpsons writers for sure
0: yeah yeah it's from matt Groening and all those guys so then he it's about a film critic and they spoof all these popular movies because they make fake sequels in the cartoon Right, and uh, he's like a Cisco Newbert type dude, and they gave him his own cartoon. It was probably one season. It was, um, yeah, it was
2: two seasons. The best joke on there I saw today was it was uh, Dennis the menace to society, and it was just Dennis oh, going wow. and shooting up Mister Wilson's house. <laughs> um,
1: for people but who know what those two movies. Adam
0: are Adam likes to tease me and says that uh, I'm basically that dude. Yeah,
1: I've never <laughs> teased you about that. That's just eh. reality. That's true. That's just true. <laughs> It's not meant as a tease.
3: Yeah.
2: All right, Adam. So what are you watching? What
1: are you? Watching? Okay, so I've been watching stuff, but uh I'm gonna I'm gonna pick something that doesn't make any sense, okay? My staff pick. Your is... staff
0: picks never make any sense.
1: I don't Ar- know where Army, these
0: movies come from.
1: Army of the dead, okay. Okay, sure. <laughs> so okay. even though I say it's a binge never, I just need to tell you if you want to watch a movie that has a lot of logical errors. Uh, it's a drinking game every time you see something that doesn't make sense like a character motivation or a spatial relationship uh in the film uh then yeah you, know, you just you know take a shot but uh, I just wanted to focus on two different things that I thought were anomalous in the film uh, so Snyder seems to do this thing like in almost every movie where there's a motivation of a character that just doesn't make any sense at all and uh and uh, one of the first ones is um. Uh, is the, in the scene uh, where she, the the girl is trying to, she gets locked out by the other guy and he's in the hallway and spatially they're giving you an image where it looks like they're like 15 feet away from the girl getting tore up by zombies in the hallway, but she hasn't gotten bit yet. So they could just shoot a a couple of the zombies. They both have guns in their hand and they're, and they're like, Hey, what did you do to her? You know, like, it's like, she's right there in the hallway. Like (laughs) just shoot the zombies. Like, (laughs) And, and, and so it looks like they're real close. so the motivation is weird to go at the other guy and and yell at him. So I was like, uh, I'm out of the movie now. I was like, it, it's jumping the shark for me. And uh, so it's a that's a character error and a spatial error. And then later, um, uh, this one is just a character motivational error where the guy saves another guy. he he pushes him in what should be certain death into the into the vault to save him from zombies. But instead of going inside the vault, First of all, it's stupid to put someone in the vault, vault because the thing's supposed to be, like, secure. And how's he going to get out of there? Some vaults don't have easy release things. And this one's, like, a hyper-special one in the basement or whatever filled with zombies. So, uh, And the zombie's are all in that hallway. Where is there to go? And anyway, and, and so he pushes him in there. Uh, so it's insane to push him in there. But it's also insane to stay in the hallway and not be in there, too. So he pushes him in there so he could get eaten. You could just pull the door from the inside. Uh, Anyway. Those are those are my two big issues. It feels like every Zack Snyder movie these days has logical errors. I wish he had someone, and I know it's a lot of work to do all the CG and everything, and you probably get you probably paint yourself into the corner making films like that. But they need to do better uh, script reading and stuff, and 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 try to understand spatially how to make those events happen. What do you guys think? Is my criticism fair or unfair? No, but watch it's it. Fair. Drink.
2: I'm surprised you didn't uh, mention the big error, which is they don't even follow. They don't even seem to be consistent with the rules of like how quickly you turn into a zombie. Like we have time for long speech, but earlier I just saw somebody get bit and turn instantly. So how, what makes this person more special that they don't turn so fast? Like there's stuff like that, that bugged me. I will say yeah,
1: everybody's physiology is different. So some people, they rapidly assimilate, assimilate, uh, you know, some people, uh, they don't. It's kind of like uh, some people get sick fast. Some people take a week. Um, some people have an immediate reaction so, uh, uh, to a shot.
0: You love how Adam made this whole episode about Army of the Dead instead of Big Fan?
1: Sorry. <laughs> no, Big Fan's
0: good. Pat Pat Nussbaum's great. I like Pat Nussbaum. He did a good he's job. Yeah, my he's, uh, he's my what to watch this week. My personal staff pick is the MODOK cartoon on Hulu where he's voicing the MODOK character who's a villain from Marvel. What they've done is something really funny. It's about like domestic problems Motoka has at home with his family. Like, it's basically like what he does in his off hours. It's pretty good so far. A couple episodes in, it It looks really pretty well
2: written. I mean, Pat Oswald's a big force behind the. I, I think on the three episodes I've seen, I think he's had a hand in writing each one. So it's certainly got oh, wow. his flavor into it. Now, here's okay. So I'm not a comic book reader. So maybe have you read Modoc? Is there a series of Modoc? And is it this comedic or is this a comedic take on a serious comic?
0: No, this, I have is no like idea. Comedic- this is like a comedic. This is like pulling obscurity, like how James Gunn made Gardens of the Galaxy popular, right? He pulled yeah, M.O.D.O.K. out of like he M.O.D.O.K.'s like a C-list villain. Like he you see him with other villains and he's like their main hench dude or like their lower mm-hmm. tier guy, like a lieutenant, but never a star right? or never the general. And so like to see him mm-hmm. featured in a, this style is really funny. Plus, the animation is kind of like a little bit like robot chicken. So if you like silly claymation type looking stuff, it's good. But um, again, I don't want to go off on I want to keep this episode tight because. We need to let the audience know that we're about to go into 12 weeks of horror movies on our third annual summer slash horror movie marathon on Binge Watchers podcast. It's starting next Amazing. week. Um, we're going, I mean, what I'm going to do is like, I, I'm advertising it like this. I'm saying like the Binge Watchers are going back to hell. We're going to be strapped into a chair, forced to watch 12 horror films, and we're not even keeping our co-hosts, uh, uh, really, we're waiting to like the last possible minute to to release the entries but i'd like the audience to be able to play along so they can win the t-shirt and some of the movies on dvd like um i mean i do have a copy of king kong 76 that is up for grabs i sent them to everybody on the Ooh. show but we'll give this away yeah. right now it's not widely available i mean dave thinks out of print a sec- yeah well
2: <laughs> no it's not out of print well we discussed or, it or class the only week. thing is this probably doesn't have the slip case anymore which is what nerd like media nerds go for online that's when you'll yeah. see big bucks go um for mm. cardboard
0: <laughs> so anyway so so tune into summer slash it's our biggest event of the year it lasts all summer long and uh in my notes it says who fucking knows for next week but that's not actually true we're gonna get marked <laughs> e on this episode again just like last week it's my fault i'm the one who's swearing lately um
2: i thought i
3: fucking first up, the
0: first the first week the first entry in summer slash this year is a french horror comedy thriller I don't think there's such a thing as a comedy thriller can exist, <laughs> but we'll discuss it. Horror comedy makes sense. Okay. Horror comedy thriller doesn't, but maybe that's the cool. loss in translation <laughs> part. Um, it's called Deerskin. So if you're playing along at home next week, make sure you have you check out Deerskin, Deerskin, which now is available on Hulu. It used to be on HBO, I think, but now it's on Hulu, but it's, it's everywhere. It's a video on demand. It's widely available. That's the thing we're trying to keep ourselves abreast of too is, where the audience can find these movies. We don't want it to be so obscure you can't join along, or even if you're so inclined, you get excited to see it, and then you can't find it anywhere on the internet. We don't want that to happen. So we're trying to keep that in mind as we go along. Keep in mind hashtag, summer slash, wherever wherever you keep track of your hashtags, be it Twitter, Facebook. Actually, I might ditch Twitter altogether and just post on Facebook and Instagram. Who knows? The fans
1: appreciate it, I think.
0: What's up, Dave? You got an added comment? No. Oh, okay. Thought I heard you.
1: All right. I mean, that's really it. I'm (laughs) excited. I'm excited. Uh, Any sneak previews of, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, other movies we're going to be watching? uh, It's just all "Mum's the Word." Shut the hell up! (laughs) No. (laughs) Just just watch everything.
0: uh, He's trying to pull a fast one. So, so. so, I think it's uh, anxiety. Like Adam wants to be fully in control of his destiny as a movie watcher. Like He wants the list ahead of time. He wants to know what's coming in the <laughs> five episodes out so he can watch them three at a time. <laughs> like, Do we have to watch happen. them
1: in the dark? In a to- total immersion scenario in the middle watch, of the night? I don't know.
0: We might, we might yeah, watch, watch to, some of these. Hopes. We might watch some of them together, like how we did. That'd we actually cool. did that last year. We watched one with the audience. Remember we watched... Uh, we watched was... Welcome to Spring Break, which is also called Nightmare Beach. We watched that with our audience, like the what was it week, like Dude. seven or something.
1: Yeah, that yeah. was fun.
0: We did a Facebook Live. We played the movie and watched it. Dave, you forgot that we watched Nightmare Beach.
2: <laughs> Apparently, like I don't know how good it could have been because I've completely Man. forgotten it. I don't know did who we... has a
0: worse movie brain, you or Nick? It's debatable.
2: You guys are like tied. We watched... I do I'm pretty good but like if the movie itself is forgettable like it's just not going to stick in the No night.
0: way dude. Nightmare Beach is good. <laughs> like that was the fun I, one.
2: I I mean, even I, had the I seem, to rem- I seem to remember that movie or maybe I wasn't part of the watch along. I don't remember. You now. were you were
0: definitely part of the watch along. We were making fun of the cars in the movie. It's The Killer on the Motorcycle and John Saxon is the sheriff who's trying to cover it up. In the small beach town where all the murderers had it right.
1: Watch that together. It has yeah, a really oh, yeah, cool together. kill scene in it uh, where, he, yeah. You know, okay, it's all coming back. He fires you know. the girl from the. Yeah, because, okay, see, so
2: now I'm remembering John Saxon with the crazy hat or the fedora and whatever, and he was being a little wacky. Okay, it's all coming back to me.
0: Yeah, it had all the pimp cars, David.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> you right. don't remember the pimp
1: cars, David? I don't remember the pimp cars, but I remember John Saxon now. We also watched Jason. Uh, goes to manhattan or whatever versus manhattan is that what it was
0: that that wasn't part of the marathon that was just during oh, a friday yeah, 13th. that, was, the th- that
1: radio,
2: was a friday right? the 13th yeah. commentary yeah
0: now it's screwing it up
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: we watched right, it
0: folks. anyway stay tuned we'll be screaming all summer long for summer three Stretch next week we'll see you then